Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Brett, I appreciate you getting up early with us this morning, coming on again. Uh, have you talked to Courtney Smith lately? And if so, what has her reaction been to the continuing fallout of this story throughout the weekend? Yeah, I've, I've talked to her pretty much every day. Um, you know, she's obviously got a lot of um, different emotions about this. Uh, you know, again, initially when I started reporting this, I guess it's been four weeks ago when I first found out about it, uh, you know, my initial story was simply looking at the history of domestic violence issues with with Zach Smith and then like I told you last week you know eventually I, tr- I tracked Courtney down and 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 talked to her and and um, it just you know it's crazy how it has mushroomed into, into this and again I, I it's not this simple but it is I think if Urban Meyer doesn't lie about this at Big Ten Media Days that Tuesday that we're not in this position, but now here we are, the university announced late last night about 10 p.m. that they expect the investigation to be completed within 14 days. So that tells me one thing very um, specifically, Urban Meyer is not going down without a fight. Um, he he's obviously wants to stay and or he's trying to make sure he gets as much of that $40 million that he can get if they have reached a decision 
to get rid of him. I do not have any information that they have reached that decision, but from talking to a number of people in the industry, they believe that's the way this thing will go. You know, if, if I'm part of the investigation, one question I would want answered, which I do, do not have the answer to this, which could impact Urban's future, was Gene Smith made aware of the 2009 domestic violence arrest of Zach Smith at Florida when he joined the staff in 2012. And I think that would go a long way toward knowing, you know, what exactly information the university had before hiring Zach Smith. We know what Urban Meyer knew. We don't know what the university knew. And if they knew that information, would they have went ahead with the hiring of Zach Smith? Will we get that answer? I don't know. I don't know what the investigative board will share with this once their decision is made. Um, but that's one of the, you know, one of the things that I kind of bounce around my mind is I wonder what exactly Gene Smith was told by Urban when he brought Zach on board in 2012. That, that's actually a great point. We're talking with Brett McMurphy because if Urban reported these allegations in 2015 to Gene Smith, as he says he did in his letter. But Clay, wait, 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 Clay. Based on the, again, based on the timeline given to us by Zach on his interview, interviews over the weekend, he said Gene Smith contacted him. Brought right. him off the road recruiting, and then he talked to Gene Smith about it. So technically, again, if, if I'm mistaken, I want to apologize. But based on the description that I heard from Zach, Gene Smith called him off the road and asked him about it. Then he talked to Urban about this. So Gene already knew about it before Urban did, so then Urban could not have told Gene. Well, that's, that's, that's a good point, knew, too. Gene already known, but already knew but go ahead I'm sorry yeah sorry I'm, I'm glad you corrected me there but I also think it's important that the, the what you just said because Gene may not have known the athletic director at Ohio State about the pre-existing issue in 2009 so when he talked to Zach Smith that's an important detail was he talking to Jack, Zach Smith a man who he knew had previously been arrested for domestic violence against the same woman or was he talking to him thinking this was the first time that there had been any intimation or suggestion or allegation of domestic violence? That is a really important detail. Right, and keep this in mind. One of the local papers in West Virginia did a story about Marshall. He, after, he, after the assault in 2009, he stayed at Florida. That seat, it was in June of 2009. Then he coached that, that following se- the 2009 season at Florida. He then went to... Marshall in 2010, according to the Marshall athletic director talking to the local newspaper in West Virginia, they did a background check and they did not find anything in his background about this arrest, which is kind of mind boggling that these people are doing background checks and they can't do a simple public records request. um, Because if the background check doesn't pull something like this up, then you're not doing a very good background check. So Marshall claims it knew nothing about 2009. You know, Steve Adazio, who was at Temple then, he said obviously he knew that there was an an issue there, but that, you know, ultimately he he had not been convicted. So, yeah, I I don't know if Gene Smith knew about 2009 when Zach Smith came on board in 2012. And you're right. If you're talking to Zach Smith in 2015 and you think this is his first offense, you're certainly going to have a different viewpoint in that discussion opposed to, now, wait, this happened in 2009, and now here we are in 15. What, what in the hell is going on? Now, we know he was arrested in 2009, and ultimately uh, Courtney Smith made the decision 
to not press charges. What did she tell you about uh, Urban Meyer and his wife's involvement in that 2009 case? Well, she told me that she was pressured by Hiram DeFreeze, who it was on Urban's staff at Florida in 2009. He has known Urban since the 1990s when Urban was at Colorado State. Urban has referred to him as an uncle. Um, He's considered Urban's life coach. Hiram's current title at Ohio State is, quote, special assistant to the head coach. So when Courtney was, was 23, 24 years old, she meets with she meet, agrees to meet with Hiram in a Panera Bread in Gainesville, Florida, and he pressures her to drop the charges because if she doesn't, Zach will get fired, their unborn child, you know, the father of the unborn child won't have a job, how, how are you going to survive, etc. Eventually she agreed. She dropped it. At that point, Urban has said that Shelly and Urban counseled the couple after the fact to try to help them. I did see Zach in an interview say that, and I forgot which one, but only one of the two actually counseled them. It wasn't both of them. But basically, they talked to them. So that's when Ur- when Urban said that he knew nothing about this in 2015. That's what, why I couldn't believe it, besides also all the text messages and conversations between Shelly and, and Courtney. But if Urban said that they counseled this couple in 2009, and he shares everything with Shelly, then if Shelly was aware of this in 2015, why in the world she wouldn't share that with Urban? Courtney did not tell me that Urban said anything directly to her about the 2009 or 2015 incident, but she believes very strongly that Hiram DeFreeze was there on Urban's behalf in 2009 to pressure her to drop the charges. What happened in 2015 as you best know it, Brett McMurphy? Okay, uh, I asked Courtney about 2015. At that time, they had been separ- they were separated in June, so what is that, three, four months earlier. Zach came over to her house, and Courtney told me that an argument happened between them. And then she said at one point that Zach shoved her against the wall. Um, he had her hands around his neck. He said, she said that was something he did, he did quite often. Um, her then three-year-old daughter is clinging to her leg. Um, it obviously read her quote. It obviously registered with Zach what he was doing. Um, so he immediately left. He took his then five-year-old son with him and left. Um, at that point, she called 911. When she called the police, they asked, was, was he still there? And she said, no, he left with my son. She was obviously very upset. So at that point, they said, she said she wanted to calm her three-year-old daughter down and put her to bed. And the police said, well, if you're going to do that, then we can come out tomorrow or you can come by the station tomorrow and talk to us then. So she waited until the next day to report it. That's why the police report says October 26th. Another thing that I want to mention is in my initial reporting from Big Ten Media Days, when I obtained a copy of this police report, it said the original report said that Zach Smith was arrested. There's a box there. It gives the status. It says he was arrested. However, when the Powell police reported that, a revised edition of the arrest report, incident report, three years later, the arrest box was no longer checked. I asked Powell Police why that happened. Public information officer told me that the terminology used was different in the original report and inconsistent with what actually occurred. I said, how do you indicate somebody was arrested in 2015 and then three years later you're telling me they're not? They went into this real long explanation about how the 
you know, they're, they're putting things online now, and, and basically it made no sense. So basically what I reported was their direct quote. The terminology used by the police department was different, which I don't know how you say somebody was arrested when they weren't. But anyway, that's why there was a difference in my original reporting, but I indicated all that on August 1st. In the same report, it says the victim reports a domestic incident happened last night at her home, and she has been a victim of sustained physical abuse by the suspect. Is that report been released by the police department? Yes, it was released a day after I reported it. In that, in, in the revised report from the 2018 report, the box was unchecked. Why do you think they changed that? I mean, that sounds suspicious, I, right? That I they, asked, I know. I that's yeah. what I asked. I actually talked to the police chief for 30 minutes. And he went into this long-winded explanation. It, it reminded me, if you remember the OJ trial, where they tried to talk about the DNA. Instead of just saying the DNA shows this, they went into a 30-minute description of what DNA DNA is and, yeah. and what it means, and, and you, just your head spinning. And you don't. So that's exactly how I felt. Bottom line is, how does an officer in 2015 say that someone's arrested, and then three years later they change and say he wasn't arrested? That was, That's sus- that was it's very suspicious. It. Why was he not charged there? Do you have any idea? He said the prosecutor's office looked at the evidence and he wasn't charged. That's all That's all he could tell me. He wouldn't go in, into any specifics. All right. And then also, uh, Courtney Smith uh, says that obviously Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer says he made his superiors aware of this. If Ohio State conducted an investigation, Courtney Smith says nobody at Ohio State ever talked to her, correct? Right, and she was she was you know concerned about that because she she said if they're do, if they're looking into this, why wouldn't they want my side of the story? And that I think that's a valid point. Now whether Ohio State contacted her or somebody representing Ohio State, so maybe she didn't feel like she was pressured again like she was in 2009. But certainly she did not drop any charges like she did in 2009 when she was pressured by Hiram DeFries. Did she want him charged in 2015? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he was, again, it was to the, the incident report, it was, there was domestic violence and felonious assault. So there were two, two felony charges on there. Um, so she absolutely wanted charged because at that she, point, remember, she had left him in June of 2015. She thought when she left him that the abuse and the harassment would stop. She told me it only escalated. Does she have any idea why he wasn't charged? She doesn't know, no. It's fascinating. He still doesn't know to this day. And then you, see the, then you see all the photos and everything and the text messages, and, and you wonder what was going on. Uh, I'm assuming you're continuing to follow this case. Uh, 14 days, Ohio State says they will have a uh, resolution. I appreciate you joining us early this morning. We will continue to talk with you. That's Brett McMurphy uh, on uh, Twitter at Brett underscore McMurphy. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This story I thought was unbelievable. We have an unbelievable pivot that's going on right now. We are now going to go to Alligator Girl. And Alligator Girl's name is, do we know her actual, uh, do we know Alligator Girl's actual name? This is an unbelievable pivot. Only on this show could you have a pivot like this happening. Uh, We have got, and I'm going to pull up her name, and I might uh, massacre it here. Uh, This story, do we know her name? Danny G? No, we've been calling her Alligator Girl. Alligator Girl, which is an (laughs) unbelievable name. I believe her name, I'm looking at her Twitter handle, I believe her name is Kenzie Alexis. 
Uh, I believe it is Kenzie Alexis. Her picture is unbelievable. You need to go to my Twitter handle, at Clay Travis. Kenzie, what in the world were you thinking when you walked into knee-deep water with a what appears to be a 15-foot alligator to put your Texas A&M Aggie ring on top of his nose? Oh, my goodness. Well, I was super nervous to do that, but my boss was like, yeah, like let's go do it. If you trust me, we can put your nose on his or your ring on his nose, and we can snap some really cool pictures. And I was like, yeah. I mean, I guess. I just hope he doesn't eat it. All right, let's let's go back here for a minute. You are a recent Texas A&M grad, correct? I am actually graduating this Friday. Okay, congratulations in advance. Thank graduating you. from Texas A&M on Friday. A big part of graduating from Texas A&M is the Aggie ring, which yes. Aggies wear all over the place. For people who may not be familiar with this, what is the Aggie ring? Why is it significant at Texas A&M? Oh, it's just like a symbol of um, like the Aggie community that – Basically, like you're a part of this community that's way bigger than yourself, and it's just a symbol that every other Aggie looks for. I mean, I've been noticed at my job. Um, everyone notices it, and I'm very, very proud to wear it every single day. And so being able to take this picture just kind of like, uh, I don't even know, it just really showed off like how excited I am to be an Aggie that I wanted to highlight that at my internship. All right, we're going to get to the internship in a minute, but the part of the Aggie ring ceremony is you drop the Aggie ring into a pitcher of beer and drink it all yes. down, right? Have you done that yeah. yet? Yeah, I had. I did that the night that I got my ring. Me and all my best friends, uh, we had a big party and we all hung out and we dunked our rings and um, a pitcher of like four four cans of beer in there and we all chugged it down. So I, I definitely participated in all the traditions. <laughs> All right, so people can find you on Twitter, at, and I tweeted it out, at Kenzie Alexis, and there are three S's on Alexis. Uh, yes. So you said you went, you have an internship. What is your internship? So right now I am working at Gator Country in Beaumont, Texas, and they're basically a, an alligator sanctuary for um, all the nuisance gators that are caught around here. And I get to go on nuisance calls. I've learned how to tape up an alligator, jump on its back, um, basically secure it in a safe way that we can bring it back um, to Gator Country. And then I also help out all around the park. I'm, I mean, I get to do fun stuff like like getting in the water with Big Techs, but I help out a lot behind the scenes with cleaning cages and feeding animals. Um, and we do these educational shows every day. So I'm talking to tons of people every day about conservation and animal awareness and just our mission here at Gator Country. All right, so how big is Big Techs the alligator? So he is 13 foot, eight and a half inches long. He is a world record for the largest alligator caught alive. That is unbelievable. And so he's caught in Texas, I'm assuming? Yeah, he was caught in a small town called Dayton, Texas, in the Trinity River National Wildlife Refuge. And the only reason we had to catch him was because people had been feeding him for years and years. So he was a nuisance alligator. And um, he would go up and he was putting his head on people's boats and he was blocking the boat ramp. And you can't have an almost 14-foot alligator doing that. So we got a special um, complaint number from Texas Parks and Wildlife to go out and catch 10 alligators from that um, wildlife refuge. And so my boss, Arlie Hammonds, and my other boss, Gary Sarge, and two of their interns went out and they caught this almost 1,000-pound alligator with two of their interns. Um, so it's crazy. It's crazy. All right, so you, this is nearly a thousand pound alligator, 13 feet, eight inches long. You have got your Aggie ring. You are graduating, you said, on Friday. You've already dunked it and drank all the beer, but not at the same time, I'm assuming, before you went not in with the, the alligator. <laughs> yeah, so somebody has the idea, you know what we should do? We should put your Aggie ring on top of Big Texas' nose. 
Who has that idea? That was my boss. And let me tell you, he, he's been there every step of the way watching me, making sure that I'm safe while I'm going to do all this stuff. But he, he looked at me one day and he was like, do you, do you trust me? And I go, well, yes, sir. Like, I obviously trust you. And he goes, give me that Aggie ring. And we walked out there with my, my camera and he put it on his nose. And the whole time my heart is racing. I'm like, you better not drop that. That is my pride and joy. And so he set it on his nose and um, I was snapping pictures. And at one point it did fall in the water and I about had a heart attack. It scared me half to death, but we found it. It was so fine. this is going to stun a lot of people. You were afraid of the ring falling in the water, but not of the 14-foot alligator. Oh, no. That alligator, me and him are best friends. I can call him up out of his den. Um, he knows my voice. It's honestly like an, an amazing experience to have a 14-foot alligator like protecting you like that. And what's crazy, too, is he um, he does protect us. We, we will hop in our other pond with one of our more aggressive alligators, Big Al, and Big Tex will go up to the side of the fence, and he's watching us the whole time to make sure nothing bad happens. So I am so like I I am fascinated by alligators, right? My whole life I've been fascinated by alligators. If I don't know what you would have to pay me to go knee deep into a little uh, little pond with a fourteen foot alligator, nearly fourteen foot alligator in it, you legitimately have zero fear wading into the water near this Big Tex, this fourteen foot alligator. I mean, I, I have a healthy respect for him, but I'm I'm not scared. I guess like my boss has just shown me, and I've taken the like the correct steps of letting him like learn to trust me because it did take about two weeks for me to even uh, hop in that fence and walk over to the edge of the water and start tossing food in his mouth. Um, because if he doesn't like you, he's he's tried to kill a few people. So um, my my boss, one of the co-owners of Gator Country, hopped in there and he stomped a little too loud, touched him a little too rough, and Big Tex closed his jaws right next to his chest, trying to kill him. So So why do you think Big Tex likes you? He's tried to kill other people. You're a good-looking girl. Do you think Big Tex likes you because you're a good-looking girl? Well, I'd hope so, but I I mean, (laughs) I just... I walk in there really, really gently and just call him up super easy, and I guess he feels safe, so... I mean, I'm I'm very excited that I have that relationship with him. What has the reaction been to your photos on the internet? I'm sure, like, I don't know if you've done any other interviews because we're obviously very high end here on the show. Uh, and uh, I immediately see this, and everybody, I'm sure you saw on Twitter, said you have to get this girl on the show. And so I appreciate <laughs> you coming on. But I bet other media people have reached out as well, right? Yeah, I I mean, I was doing um, interviews yesterday for like a news channel in Houston, uh, my hometown has been doing interviews with me. Um, I like As we speak, my phone is blowing up. So many people are following me on Twitter and uh, sharing my posts on, on Facebook. And these people are going to, they're going to laugh when they realize I don't post anything funny on Twitter. But I, I've gained like probably about 100 followers in the last 24 hours or more than that. I mean, it's, it's crazy. How much of the yeah. response is positive and how much is people saying you are insane? I would say it's about 50-50, but like, the, a lot of the people who are saying, "Oh, you're going to get your arm chopped off." I mean, they like they're not there. They don't see what's going on. They uh, like I would, those people will come on out to Gator Country, and then we'll show you what what so, these alligators are all about. But so you work I mean, at Gator Country. What do you hope to do? You're graduating on Friday. Do you want to work with alligators in your professional life now that you're graduating from college, or what's your plan going forward? Well, I have been applying to jobs like crazy. I'm I'm really just trying. I I would love to get a job at the Fort Worth Zoo or the Dallas Zoo. Um, Really, uh, reptiles aren't my aren't my forte. I would say I really really like mammals, um, so that would be more what I'd be interested in. But at this point, I'm I'm just 
willing, willing to get a job anywhere, someone will take me. Um, Will you uh, – this is amazing. Uh, it's Kenzie Alexis, right, uh, is your Twitter yeah. ha- handle, at Kenzie Alexis. Will you tag me and send whatever, one of those videos again so I can retweet it for everybody to be able to see this uh, this morning, and I'll make sure I pop it out for you as well. This is fantastic. I appreciate you yeah. joining us. Yeah, so I have a video of me calling text out of his den, um, and I can put that on – I can tag you in that. I would love to tag you on that. That would be fantastic. I will retweet it. Everybody can see it. This is uh, fantastic. Thank you for waking up early with us. Congratulations on graduation in advance on Friday. And you guys have got to see this video. Kenzie, I appreciate it. Thank you, and and I'm glad you're still with us. Oh, thank you so much. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Roger that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch strata coaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 